Live sports are back, just like the rest of us. We're all getting back on the road, stopping at a friend's place to watch the game, or stopping to grab a bite at our favorite spot. And between those stops, there's always Shell to help you make the most of the stop you need to make. Pardon the interruption, I'm Mike Wilbon in Washington. Frank Isola sitting in for Tony Kornheiser in New York. Frank, we're going to go right to some news from a conference you and I are both familiar with, the Big Ten. Um, We're going to start with significant news about the upcoming college football season. The Big Ten cited today that if the conference can play football, it will move to conference-only schedules. The thinking is that a 10-game conference-only football season would eliminate some long-distance travel, some, and ensure better virus testing. Frank, you're a father of the Big Ten. Very recently, do you think the chances for football (laughs) in the Big Ten this year got better or worse, and more importantly, in some ways, what does this mean for college football as a whole going forward? Well, you're right, Mike. You know, yesterday the Ivy League announced no fall sports, and you know, no sports until January 1st. They're hoping to play football in the spring. The Pac-12 and the ACC are expected to follow the same plan that the Big Ten has. We know what college football means to the sporting consumer in this country. We know what college football means to these college campuses and towns. To me, they're just delaying the inevitable. It's almost like they know it's going to be very difficult to pull off a season. The Big Ten even said that, Michael, in the statement that they released. So I think just you know, confining it to conference opponents, I think it was a smart thing to do. Now, we don't know if that means the season is starting in September because that's usually when you play non-conference opponents or they're thinking, let's push it back a little bit by ourselves some time but let's be honest Mike it doesn't look good for college football no Frank it doesn't and some of this it it, it gives the conference at least they thought this as they were deciding it some flexibility in a lot of areas I mean we mentioned travel at the top right there also testing where you can have some uniformity where you can control it you can't control it when it's outside of the conference and other conferences schools don't want to particularly go along with what you have suggested the Big Ten sort of eliminates that issue um, with travel being the big one. But, Frank, I, I, I think you're right in terms of delaying, 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 finding out what you can do. What sticks in my mind right. is that number $4 billion that, that is, I mean, that is costing, not costing, but that the Power Five conferences are losing – if they don't have football. Now, there's some alternatives out there. We've heard the talk of a possible spring season if you move it all the way out of the fall. Yep. And maybe, Frank, that's the next step. But these are steps. These are sort of – it's delaying something. It's giving them more time. By the way, if you only have the 10-game conference schedule season, you leave yourself some weeks to push the season or skip. If you have testing issues, right. if you have God knows what nationally – and you can't just forge ahead with football as scheduled. So this, to me, is a common-sense approach. It is um, sort of acknowledging whatever. Look, it's inevitable that we have to deal with this as an issue, whether it's postponed, canceled, delayed, interrupted, abbreviated, whatever it is, the Big Ten is acknowledging that, and it seems like, as you mentioned, some other conferences, big conferences, are sure to follow. 
Now, here's the thing, Mike. Some of the non-conference games, Michigan was going to travel to Washington. Ohio State was going to travel to Oregon. You had Notre Dame was going to play Wisconsin at Lambeau. Those are some big games. We could also mention Maryland was going to play Towson, and your Northwestern Wildcats were going to play Tulane and Morgan State. But here's my thing, Mike. You mentioned these conferences, the Big, uh, the big Ten, the Pac-12, ACC. What about the SEC? What do you think they're going to do? Because to me, I think it's like they view it differently, even though those schools are more right now in the hotbed of the in coronavirus the as yeah. opposed to the Big Ten schools, right? I think they're, gonna, I think they're just going to look at themselves differently. And they are going to govern themselves yeah. without any regard, particularly for what another conference is doing, to a point. And you wonder to what point, I mean, the television networks, including this one, get involved in that discussion. Maybe they don't. Maybe they wait for the schools and the conferences to make the big decisions first. But we, we're not done with this, Frank. And to me, college football and pro football have been proceeding as if, uh, well, what it, that's an issue for basketball and the NHL and Major League Baseball. That, that's for those people. We're done with that here. No, you're just starting with yep. that. Yeah, and professional soccer is feeling it too in this country, Mike. The MLS's back tournament has now featured two matches, but also two teams sent home. Nashville has joined FC Dallas as teams removed from the competition because of the coronavirus spread among their players. Michael, this tournament is taking place at Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando. That's where the NBA is going to restart their season. The MLS is not going to cancel this tournament. Do you think that is the right call to proceed with what they're doing? Well, Frank, I don't know if it's the right call, but I understand the call they're making if they're looking at all of the teams and all of the testing. And if they think this is isolated and sort of an exception, then I can see this down the road being the right call. If Something is flawed about that. And Adam Silver, as you know, he spoke to this a couple of days ago when he said, you know, we're talking about a serious flaw if once you get inside the bubble, then there are still right. positive tests. And I, again, you know, Adam Silver has most frequently had the common sense approach to all these things. But MLS is going to have to do that same thing. Are we talking about just incidents where people and teams arrived in Florida with this and, and it spread subsequently? Is this something that uh, they just noticed after they were in the bubble, which is a much more serious problem? We don't know if it's the right thing yet, but I can understand MLS saying, OK, here's what we think this is so far. We are going to proceed with caution. All right, Michael, first of all, FC Dallas obviously coming from a hot spot. Same thing with Nashville. When they came to Orlando, that's when they started to get the positive test. Now, both teams wanted to continue. It was the league that told them, you know what, we're going to remove you now. Now, the benefit that the MLS has, they're playing a World Cup-style tournament, so everyone plays three group stage games, which actually count during the regular season. So you can, in theory, make them up. If this were to happen to an NBA team, let's say a top – four seed in either conference, and you're going to kick them out. That would be something dangerous. Now, I spoke to Mike Jacobs. He is the Nashville general manager. He was basically devastated by the whole thing. He is a huge NBA fan. I know of NBA teams that have contacted the, the MLS teams to figure out how this is all going to work down there. The MLS is in a different category. They could send teams home because technically, Mike, it's only three regular season games. The last thing the NBA wants to do is send home the Boston Celtics or the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks. They don't want to be in a scenario where they do that. No, Frank, if these leagues aren't communicating with each other, I mean, that would be dereliction of duty. You have to, yep. you have to gather 
all of the information you have at your disposal. And it's, it's good to know that they're doing that. Frank, there are no automatic answers. There are no absolutes. I mean, this is a, a literally, they're in uncharted territory. They're going to have to feel, all the sports are going to have to feel their way through in each of these scenarios, don't you think? You're right. Yep, 100%. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your baby to let you sleep in? <laughs> what? <gasps> we could sleep in another half hour? <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> and you'll change yourself too? <laughs> There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. Let's move to golf and the news that Tiger Woods will make his return to the PGA Tour next week at the Memorial. Tiger has famously dominated the Memorial in his career, winning five times there, but he hasn't played a tournament. Sorry, I'm not counting a match with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning since (laughs) mid-February, and the field for the Memorial is loaded, Frank, like like a major. Are you going to channel your inner Kornheiser and say that Tiger is the favorite next week in Ohio? Are you going there? Well, the Jack Nicklaus course, it is set up kind of like Augusta, so it plays to Tiger's strength. It's funny, though. You talk about the last time we saw Tiger Woods that that didn't count. To Tom Brady, it counted. Remember that shot that he hit, that approach shot that he sank it? So don't dismiss what Tom Brady did in that charity golf event. But I think the, the field is terrific. I like the fact that uh, Bryson DeChambeau will be in. I'd love to see him matched up with Tiger Woods. Here would be my thing, Mike. This tournament was supposed to have fans. Then they decided we're not going to have fans there. We know when Tiger Woods shows up for an event, he is the fan favorite. He has a crowd following him. I wonder how much now not having that crowd behind him will impact Tiger. And I wonder how much it'll help his opponent. Kind of the intimidation factor is gone. The idea that you're, in theory, the villain because you're playing with Tiger Woods. I wonder how much not having fans there could impact Tiger Woods. Well, Frank, I think all those things will come into play in subsequent weeks. I don't think that's a big deal this week. The one thing we've seen Tiger do, whether it was a couple of years ago leading up to Atlanta and the Tour Championship, whether it was leading to Augusta you know, more than a year ago, he had rounds. He had warm-up rounds to get himself ready. And Tiger knows that's how right. he likes to get himself ready. He knows what he's working on week to week to get there. This ain't that. And I often tell Tony, he's not walking off the street and winning the first time he tees it up. And so he's not winning this week. I can't wait to watch just because I want to watch Tiger no matter where he is. Frank, he's he's much more likely to miss the cut than he is to be in contention on Sunday. It's okay. You just want to see Tiger getting ready before we get to, I guess, the first major. It'll be the PGA in about, what, five or six weeks. So good. Let's see Tiger out there. Let's see if he can work himself into position condition, shape, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, as he covers all these things masterfully. Let's see if he can do that. But 
this week, I don't think any of that matters. You just want to see him out nah. there and see where he is and measure from there. He's played two tournaments in 2020, tied for ninth in one, then he was 68th in the second one. So I agree with you. Can he make the cut? Can he get it? How about a top 20 finish, Mike? The ratings are going to be, be great, great, but can yeah. you see a top 20 finish for Tiger Woods this week? I can next see weekend? a top 20, but top no 20? higher than that. In a top 20 would be difficult. And yeah. like you, we got somebody to root against now, for me anyway. DeChambeau. I mean, this is shaping up yeah. to be great with all those That's... guys in the field. <laughs> this is so, this is sport not just to have on the board, but sport to look forward to. Even though it's only summer, it feels like we've already run 12 back-to-back marathons. And when it comes to hiring, just like in a real marathon, the most important step is the next one. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses right now. Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com PTI. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com PTI. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Right now, making informed decisions is more important than ever, especially when deciding when to return to the workplace and how to do it safely. That's why IBM Watson is helping businesses prioritize employee safety, manage facilities, and trace potential exposures. With Watson Works, a set of AI-infused capabilities, your business can protect the health, safety, and productivity of its people. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonworks to learn more. Yeah. Well, speaking about older guys coming back, with Vince Carter no longer in the NBA, the oldest player in the league is, wait for it, Mike, 40-year-old Jamal Crawford. That's right, the Brooklyn Nets, a team decimated by injury and illness. They've signed Jamal, and they're expected to add Michael Beasley as well, who, by the way, is going to have to serve a five-game suspension for violating the league's uh, anti-doping policy. All right, Mike, as you know, Jamal and Michael Beasley, they could score. If we play them in a two-on-two, they're not going to be able to stop us. The score would probably be 100 to 99. They'd beat us. But do you like these moves by the Nets down in Orlando? Well, I, I certainly like the, the move to being in Jamal Crawford. I mean, come on. I mean, it, Jamal Crawford has some more basketball left him. I don't understand why teams that are contenders didn't already have him on a roster back in the late summer leading into November's start to the 1920 season. I, I don't get that. He does the thing that is most valued right now in the league. Shoot it. And shoot it well. So I don't get that. Michael Beasley, I'm not having any part of. And, you know, Brooklyn, they, 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 but Michael Beasley is, I'm thinking about the timeline and where he grew up right here in greater Washington, D.C. Yep. With a guy whose initials are KD, who was on that Brooklyn Nets team. And if he ain't playing now, he is going forward. So I sort of get that, too. But Jamal Crawford, before Jamal Crawford becomes expert at speaking into a microphone, and he'll be great at that too when he decides <laughs> to do it, let's see Jamal Crawford play some more. 
Yeah, I love the fact that Jamal wants to play. Imagine that, a guy that actually wants to play basketball. But you hit on it with Michael Beasley, because I was going to quiz you on where is he from. He and Kevin oh, Durant are friends. Kevin Durant is good friends with Jamal Crawford. To me, this, Michael, this speaks a little bit to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving having some influence on management. And there was a story that came out last week about the Nets maybe making a run at Greg Popovich. Sean Marks, the general manager who played for Pop, worked for him, was asked about it on New York radio. He did not shoot down the story, Michael. Do you see any scenario where Greg Popovich, you walk to Brooklyn, you're leaving a San Antonio team not that good, you get to coach Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Could you see any scenario where Greg Popovich would do that? Sure. I mean, Greg Popovich is not a one Money and wine. He likes the wine in New York. Okay, he likes all that. He's also not a one-dimensional human being. And we know sort of where Greg Popovich stands on major issues confronting the country today. We've always known where he stands because he'll tell you. And he's a person that I have in that way alone come to admire. So Greg Popovich could say, yeah, I'm, I'm done here. And I know that there's a lot of backlash in Texas against Greg Popovich and sort of his philosophy of life and the way he thinks and the way he conducts his life, which I admire, but maybe not as many people in Texas do. And there's been pushback. So if Greg Popovich wants to leave and go to metropolitan New York, where his way of thinking is absolutely going to be, I don't know, embraced more then yes, I could see that. That has less to do with basketball, but also he gets there and he gets a chance to coach Kevin Durant. My God, what would be bad about that in any way, shape, or form for Popovich professionally or personally? Michael Wilbon just said that Greg Popovich is going to be a Brooklyn hipster. We write that down. (laughs) He said it. Did I say that? A Brooklyn hipster? I don't know if Pop is going to be that. But don't you think that's a place? Don't you think that could be, could be, if he's interested, a good move for Pop? Well, he's already accomplished everything he needs to accomplish in San Antonio. Like you said, you're walking into a ready-made team with two guys. You know what? Whoever coaches that team, it's not going to be easy because Kevin Durant wasn't happy in Golden State. Kyrie Irving wasn't happy in Cleveland and Boston. So somebody like Pop will get their attention. 